0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Chanov, and guess who's coming for dinner? Well, I'll tell you all in just a second. I'll keep you in suspense for just a few more moments. I'm sure everyone is at the edge of their seats. But first things first, how is everyone? How is everyone? Friday, we made it, another week down, unless you work on the weekends. In that case, I don't know what to tell you, but I do have to give everyone an update from last week. As you might remember, I was a little under the weather, and it turns out that I tested positive for COVID the same day that I recorded that episode uh there is like a new variant out and it is running rampant folks so be careful stay safe uh make good choices uh the good news is that uh keon was in new hampshire the week that i got it so he did not get it but i ha- I haven't seen him since like july 1st because he he was in new hampshire for about a week and then i got covid and he flew back this past sunday so he's been staying with a friend while I'm quarantining, and, uh, I'm lonely. (laughs) I'm, like, really lonely, and I am a creature that loves to be alone. Uh, in fact, I crave it, but I think that, uh, I'm, I've had enough. I'm ready to be, uh, out in the world again and talking to people, and I also miss Keon a lot, so that doesn't help, but I did go, um, where did I go today? Oh, I went to get a, um, I went to get a Starbucks, as they said, I went to Starbucks to get a coffee, uh, which I ordered on the app because they're running this like, uh, special the month of July. If you have the app, um, what is it? It's like 50% off handcrafted iced drinks. I think that's what it is. If you Google it, you'll find it. Or if you order like uh Starbucks or even probably in store as well, um, the, like the promo code will just pop up, and I that's pretty cool. so i I got in the car, put my mask on, and I went and picked up, pick up <laughs> I went and picked up uh, my coffee and it felt good just to be out in the world. and then I came home, of course, and uh, recorded this episode. so here we are, but I survived. I it was terrible. I had I feel like I had like 23 fevers within a 72 hour period. What's weird is my friend Jamie gave it to me because her and her boyfriend went out of town for a wedding over the 4th of July. And I hung out with her like on a Tuesday. And then she tested positive on Wednesday. But we both had like different symptoms. I had like fevers and like, uh eh, It was mainly fevers. That was the thing that like was awful. And she had like she like everyone kept telling me, oh, my God, you're going to sleep so much. Like, enjoy it. Just rest. But I was like wide awake the entire day. I did not take one nap. I think I maybe fell asleep for, I don't know, 30 minutes one day. Uh, But she had like, she didn't have any fevers and she was sleeping like all day and she had a lot of congestion and she also had a sore throat of which I had none of those things. I did have congestion, but um, it's just interesting how it all affects us differently. But no one wants to talk about COVID. We came here to talk about Ina. So let's get into it. This is season seven, episode one, and it is called Boss for Dinner. That is the answer to our my little mystery from earlier, uh, Steven Drucker, who I'm excited to talk about, because I feel like he's one of those people in the Barefoot Contessa universe that, like, isn't... Like, you see him, I always get him confused with Frank, and I don't think him and Frank are together. I think I just see Frank and Steven on a lot, like, a lot of episodes together. So maybe they are together. I don't know. Um, so let's, let's get into this. Ina begins. She says... I write an entertaining column for House Beautiful magazine, and I've invited the top brass for dinner tonight, including the editor-in-chief, Stephen Drucker, who, as luck would have it, is one of my dearest friends. Now, this is a design magazine, so I think not only the dinner, but also the setting should be pretty wonderful. I wouldn't want to disappoint the boss. Instead of the usual filet of beef Dinner that they're probably expecting, I'm making Stephen's favorite comfort food, spaghetti and meatballs. On the side, really good garlic bread made with ciabatta, olive oil, and lots of garlic. And for dessert, something fun ice cream sodas with homemade chocolate and raspberry sauce. I'm going to do everything I can to dazzle this crowd. But most of all, I want them to go home saying, Wasn't that fun? <laughs> I said ciabatta on purpose because that's how Ina says it. I would just say ciabatta. You don't have to go all, like, giata on that. Um, but I do love how she says ciabatta. Um, some good things on this menu. I'm excited to talk about it. So let's dig into it. Ina begins with the raspberry sauce for the floats, which is pretty simple. Um, she starts out the raspberry sauce with half a cup of sugar, some raspberries, of course, and the juice of one lemon. And that's it. There's no, like you don't have to put it in a saucepan. You just basically, um, she puts it in the refrigerator just so it, what's the word, macerates a little bit and just gets like kind of soupy. And as she puts it in the fridge, she's like, now how easy is that? Uh, and it is. I I don't disagree with you, I know. So next is the chocolate sauce. This is another interesting sauce here. Okay, so it's cocoa powder, which she puts through a sieve and then into a saucepan and then into the saucepan with the cocoa powder, she puts one and a half cups of sugar. That's a lot of sugar. <laughs> I mean, I do love sugar, and I've probably eaten so many things over the past week that I- I've probably eaten one and a half cups of sugar like a day since I've been quarantining. Um. But anyway, uh, in addition to the sugar, she puts a pinch of salt, one cup of water, and then instant coffee, and that's it. I just find it weird that there's no dairy in here. It's just like, I don't know why my brain doesn't agree with that but I'm sure it tastes fine it's just like water and cocoa powder I don't know but I guess that's like how instant hot chocolate is made so I should just shut up about it um anyway she heats uh she heats it up for a bit and then pours it into a bowl to cool and oh and then after that she puts in a splash of the good vanilla into the chocolate sauce as well and that's that so she puts the chocolate sauce into the fridge to cool and while that's cooling she takes out the raspberry sauce to run it through a sieve and she mashes it down like with a spoon but not too much pressure pressure just to get like some of the sauce out of there and my mouth started to water you know when you think of like lemons or raspberries or something really tart um that's I, I just find that interesting so next Ina is on the go she is in search of some ingredients for an antipasto to serve with drinks and I thought I think antipasto is like the platter. I don't know. I I feel like I've covered this on um, a past episode and I just did not have the energy to look it up and see what's the difference between antipasta and antipasto. Um, So there's that. So anyway, she stops at this Italian specialty store, which I feel like I've seen before in episodes, but they never really highlighted the prepared food section. And it's... It's beautiful. And Ina comments on it too. She's like, Wow, this is gorgeous. And it truly was. Like big bowls of olives and fresh mozzarella balls, like that were the size of like, I don't know, like not a golf ball, but like a little bit like smaller than a golf ball, but bigger than a grape. I don't know. Um and the the fresh mozzarella mozzarella. The fresh mozzarella balls were in what looked like a a basil olive oil situation looks it looks so good and then there was some tortellini some lasagna Ugh, it just looks divine uh so Ina says hi to Deb who's behind the counter and Deb sounds like Julia Child I don't know what it is about her she doesn't look like Julia Child I was trying to figure out like who would play her in a movie but no one came to mind she's just uh she's just Deb and she takes care of Ina. She gets Ina orders some olives, some artichokes, and then she also orders a big chunk of parmesan and some sliced salami. So now we're back at Ina's house, and it is time for spaghetti and meatballs. So she makes her meatballs. There's three different kinds of meat pork, beef, and veal. If it was up to me, I would probably skip the veal. I just baby cow. It's just, um, even though I'm a meat eater, I don't know. I don't think I've ever really had veal Parmesan, Parmesan, Parmesan. Um, I can't remember any time where I've had veal. It's probably been in something that I didn't know of, but I would leave that out if it were me. Uh, and into the meat, she adds some fresh breadcrumbs and then some dried breadcrumbs. And she adds some fresh parsley, some grated Parmesan, some, uh, and then one egg and then some nutmeg. I don't know about that. <laughs> I as we all know i I've railed against nutmeg in the past. I just feel like it's it's not my favorite spice um that's again, just me. and then she puts some salt and pepper in um and then a surprise ingredient to these meatballs, a quarter cup of warm water. She says, you won't believe how moist it keeps them and uh, I trust that. So she mixes that all together with clean hands, hashtag clean hands, as Ina always says, and rolls out 16 meatballs. And they're... I like a smaller meatball. I don't like a big meatball. These are probably like a medium size, but um, I probably could have got like 24 out of of this this mixture. Um, So she sautés them, the meatballs, in some oil in a skillet, and this is where... I would, I mean, if it was me, if I if I had the time, I guess I would obviously do it. But I, I like just baking meatballs because you just slap them in the oven and they can still get like, you know, crisp. Um, I, I just like don't have the patience to turn them. But maybe one day I will. Um, and she says they don't have to be cooked all the way through because they're going to finish cooking in the tomato sauce. That would be nice because she was like, she turned them like, She flipped them once and then she was like starting to cook them on the side. I can't be bothered with that. Um, But I like that the sauce does the rest of the work. So after that, she washes her hands and preps for the tomato sauce. Uh, She pours off the oil that she used for cooking the meatballs and uses the same skillet to cook the sauce since all that good flavors at the bottom of it. And the sauce starts out, you know, a typical homemade spaghetti sauce. We have some onions, some garlic, a half a cup of red wine and a 28 ounce can of uh, crushed tomatoes, some parsley, salt and pepper. Easy. Uh, so then she plops the meatballs into the sauce and they finish cooking for about 25 to 30 minutes, she says. So next up, I mean, the star of the show really for me is the garlic bread. Garlic bread is one of those things where, like, I don't trust myself around garlic bread. Like, there are a few foods. I mean, actually, if I'm being honest, there are many foods that I don't trust myself around. One of them would be, like, Oreos. I could eat... Oh, my gosh. I just love Oreos. I love Oreos dipped in coffee in the morning. On, like, a Saturday morning, like, just, like, a crisp, cool fall day. Ugh, heaven. Um, But garlic bread is another thing that I just can't pass up or stop eating. And I I think there's like a, there's an art to it. I think you have to have that crispy. It's like how I like my potatoes, like crispy on the outside, but you got to have that like soft interior too. And I think Ina achieves that with this. So she starts out, um, she puts everything into the food processor. She has like a half a cup of garlic Um, Oh, no, no, no. It's a half a cup of uh, olive oil in a skillet that she's heating up. And then she um, chops up some garlic like a little bit and then throws that into the food processor and throws some parsley in, some oregano, fresh oregano, which Ina doesn't use too often because it's pretty strong. Um, And then she finishes it off with some salt and pepper. And then kind of like blitzes that up in the food processor. And then she adds it to the hot oil to cook for about 30 seconds, which is cool. I've, I've never seen, I mean, I've never made garlic bread like this. I'm, I'm like very pro, like buying like the store-bought garlic bread. Ah, oh, so good. Um, so the bread of choice for this garlic bread is a ciabatta, chi- as Ina would say. And she spoons the garlic herb oil all over one half of the bread. After she cuts it in half and, um, and as she's doing it, she says, mm, they're going to go crazy. <laughs> she was so excited. I do love when she gets excited about things. And this is true. Like when as she was like spooning it on, she was smiling. And next she spreads. Uh, oh, so the other half of the bread is some butter. And I was I was worried that there was going to be no butter in this garlic bread for a second. I was like, this doesn't feel like Ina like how Ina would make garlic bread. so But, you know, I, I was soon very relieved. She just kind of slaps some butter on the other side of it and then folds it, like, you know, puts them both together. She wraps it in foil, and she says she's going to um, – I think, like, it was one of those things where you cook it for a little while with the foil on and then take the foil off. So, I mean, yes, I, I would eat that whole I, – I, I'm surprised she didn't make two of the ciabattas – ciabatta – um I would need one of them for myself honestly so now it's time to set the table um I love this table it's like green and white but it's like a very soft green um there's fresh herbs and like clear glasses down the middle very you know very Ina very simple very elegant but effective she has like some basil and in like in the centerpiece some parsley um it looks really nice and you see her set down a plate with some salami here okay if if any of y'all are watching this episode I need you to I need you to let me know what I'm seeing here because I paused it and I looked at it for like (laughs) like five minutes trying to figure it out so she sets down a plate with some salami and like the olives and the artichokes but and then like she does there's like this whole like prosciutto e melone thing where it's just like and usually I thought it was like cantaloupe wrapped in prosciutto which i love like that is one of my favorite sort of i don't know when i had that in italy it was i mean i i had it before i went to italy but it just like it felt like i arrived when i ate that in italy um but this does not look like cantaloupe or honeydew and i'm wondering if it's the parmesan cheese but that would be crazy because these pieces of cantaloupe or honeydew are pretty substantial it just looks like the, it looks like honeydew that is not ripe. And I just, I really find it hard to believe that Ina would serve these to guests. So, yeah. So I, I don't know. Is it, is it some other fruit that I don't know about? Some Italian fruit? It's, it's nothing that she picked up at the, um, at the Italian store, at least that she mentioned. So I don't know. Chime in, listeners. What is, what is wrapped or what is the prosciutto wrapped around on that little plate? Um, these are the things that I think about at night. So all all of a sudden, like, the guests are here. There's no, like, entrance. We just, it's just, like, smash cut to all them standing around the table in the backyard. There are, I feel like there are five of them, six, including Ina. I don't know any of these people except for Steven. So Ina gives everyone a hint that the meal is Italian, and it's one of Steven's favorite dinners. And they're like, hmm, well, I don't know. And then they pour out some... Uh, It's either Prosecco or champagne, something bubbly. And they toast to Stephen. And uh, it's very cute. Stephen, they, they, Ina says like to Stephen. And then Stephen says to Ina and and she's like, oh, and uh, they start munching on some antipasto. And Stephen asks again, so what are we eating? And Ina says, well, <laughs> it's not, wait, what is she? I have to read my notes here. I want to get this right. Okay, what she says, well, it's not something that you would serve your boss, but I'll give you a hint. And then she picks up like the tiniest like speck of fresh oregano and practically like shoves it up Stephen's nose and says there's oregano in it. And it it's so weird because like no one laughs, not even Ina, which is weird because Ina laughs after she does everything. And She just kind of like puts it back on the table and Steven is still stumped. It's such a weird moment. And Steven does, he guesses, uh, he says pizza and Ina says, no. And then she says, stay right here and I'll be right back. So Ina walks away laughing to no one. (laughs) So we're back inside. Uh, Ina is in the pantry and she grabs two boxes of spaghetti, which I feel like, I mean, honestly, I would have. I guess you do need two boxes of spaghetti for six people, right? I was going to say like she should have did one box of spaghetti and like two garlic breads, but she should have did two boxes of spaghetti and two garlic breads. I don't know why I'm hyper-focused on that, but Ina says she has a couple rules for making spaghetti. A big pot of water, lots of salt, and that's how my mom does it too. She, no matter what, even if she's making like, I don't think I mean, we do have pots that big, but I just do not have the patience to (laughs) to wait for the water to boil because nine times out of 10, I'm just like super hungry and I just want to eat as soon as possible. So, oh, God, waiting for that long, it would be it would be painful. And she adds a splash of olive oil to the water, which I feel I feel like it's a no, no. It's it's not, like, illegal or anything, but I, I feel like it's not needed. I feel like if, like, most Italians, like, authentic Italian wouldn't put olive oil. But maybe there are exceptions. Who knows? Um. So while the pasta cooks, she takes the garlic bread out of the oven. She cuts it up into slices. It looks great. She drains the pasta and pours it into, like, this huge white serving bowl. It's, like, this shallow bowl. It's really... It looks heavy. Um... And then she uncovers the meatballs that have been simmering in the sauce. And she says, yikes, (laughs) which I don't know why she says, yikes, it looks it's like delicious. I thought like I would say, wow, Um, but maybe it was like the steam hitting her face. Uh, So she pours the sauce over the pasta and garnishes it with a big bunch of basil. It looks great. She carries the pasta and the garlic bread out to the table. I don't know how she did that. And I'm, I'm assuming she you know she starts to lift it up and then they cut and then they kind of pick up again back out of the table but she's still holding both of them um so she presents it to the table and she says it's meatballs and sketty <laughs> which made me laugh i i never in my life thought i would hear Ina say sketty um when my brother and i were little we used to call it pisketty because i you know when you're before you really kind of like learn how to say the word. I, maybe it's something my mom made up to. I don't know. But um still to this day she'll sometimes say pischetti. It's cute. Um so Ina dishes out the pischetti, uh the garlic bread, uh and it looks great. Everyone's passing it around. Uh they do another toast with wine this time, and Ina leans over to Steven and says, <laughs> "So you think this is messy? Wait till you see dessert." And If someone said that to me, uh, first of all, I don't think spaghetti and meatballs is messy. I mean, there's potential for like splatter, but I don't know what she means by that because I feel like, you know, she said earlier in the episode, she's like a lot of people, you know, when people expect like filet of beef, I want to give them something like earthy and surprise them. Um, But I don't think she should like apologize. It just seems like she's apologizing for serving something messy. But like, I would be thrilled. About all of this. If I was eating in Ina Garden's backyard, really, you could put anything in front of me. Um, But if someone said like a messy dessert, I'd probably think it was like s'mores or like cotton candy or something. I don't know. But so Ina sneaks away back into the kitchen for the chocolate sauce and the raspberry sauce. Um, And she pours the chocolate sauce into like a silver gravy boat. And she's like, that looks dangerous. And she's smiling again as she pours it. Uh, And then she pours the raspberry sauce out. And then she kind of she preps some milk. She has like a little thing of milk. And I was so confused by that. But I'll explain in a second. Um, So she brings everything out to the backyard and announces that it's ice cream sodas for desserts. So let's pause here. I I think I've said it before on the podcast, I don't love a float. But I would try this float because I've never had a float this way before ever. And because truly, like, the classic is like a root beer float. And that's kind of what I had growing up. And I would even say, I don't know if they have it anymore. There's like a there's like a cherry pop. It's called Cherokee Red, which is not PC anymore, but it, it's delicious. And I really loved it with like vanilla ice cream. And that's probably the only type of float that I would... I just don't think like cream should go together with like soda. I don't know. It, again, something in my brain just tells me like abort. I, I don't really love that. Um, But I know I'm probably in the minority. I know a lot of people go crazy for floats, but it is something that even when I was a kid, we didn't have so often. So I was always... I mean, as a kid, you know, any kind of sugar is awesome, so I just like <laughs> just like downed it, but i I don't really love floats, I guess, and it's been a while, so maybe you know, maybe I'm due for a float sometime this summer. Um, so I lost my place in my notes here announces okay, so she puts the um she has like this whole like beautiful tray, of course, like this like sort of array of all the ingredients and she's like how's that for unlikely (laughs) so first she serves this woman named Barbara to her right and this is not Barbara Libeth and this is not Barbara Liberman um it's a new Barbara so many Barbaras in East Hampton which I feel tracks you know um So the way Ina builds these floats, she starts with a little the way that at least Barbara ordered hers is she wanted chocolate sauce. So she puts a little bit of chocolate sauce into the cup and it's like a, you know, like a sundae sort of cup. Um, But it's like tall and thin, like a milkshake thing. Um, And she and on, on, on top of the chocolate sauce, she adds like a quarter cup of milk to that and kind of gives it a little bit of a stir so it's like chocolate milk and then she puts a splash of just like soda water on it there's no uh, as we call it in Pittsburgh pop but like soda like traditional like a coke or a root beer or something it's just plain soda water and then on top of that is when the ice cream comes in so I think I would honestly if I was If I really knew the host, I would never do this at Ina's. I would just like eat it as it came. But if I, you know, if I was at a friend's house, I would probably want the chocolate. I want the milk. And then I would just skip the soda water and head straight to the ice cream. Basically like a deconstructed milkshake is like what I want. Um, But the choices of ice cream that Ina had she had vanilla chocolate strawberry and espresso and I'm I'm almost positive that this is her homemade espresso ice cream that she made for Jeffrey that one time and then she called him out she like had that fake phone call in the car she's like she's like how's dinner honey and he's like oh it's great and uh she says she like fakes him out she's like how's the stew or something he's like oh it's delicious he's like gotcha I made chicken for dinner and then she's like I bet you you're digging into the espresso ice cream and he's like oh. <laughs> Um, it's good and that espresso ice cream looks so good um, so Barbara chooses espresso which I support that Barbara um, Stephen chooses vanilla and then you know poor Ina she has to whip up all of these floats for everyone and I mean I guess it's only six of them, but still. And and one of the last floats she makes ends up like like overflowing everywhere. It looks like one of those like volcanoes that you make in science class with like the baking soda. It goes like all over the tray and she's like, Whoa. And Barbara, she's she gets right in there. She chimes in and says, Well, you promised it would be messy. And Ina just she's tickled by that line. She loses it. She's laughing very hard. So the last bit of this is Ina sitting next to Steven and she says, so boss, how was dinner? Can I have a raise? And then she laughs and Steven right on cue says, well, you can have a meatball. And everyone just throws their head back and laughs. <laughs> he should have like shoved a meatball down Ina's gullet. Just like Ina shoved that oregano up his schnoz about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> He's like, you can have a meatball smash. Um, but Ina, of course is laughing, and she raises her like empty float glass high in the air and says to the boss and everyone says, here here. And that's the end of the episode. A good episode. Um we met we met a new Barbara. We'll have to add her to the list of Barbara. The Barbara's of East Hampton. I feel like we should make I mean that's a good idea for merch, actually. Um okay, I'll just take a survey. If I was to make like t shirt you know how they have those t shirts that say, um like for Shits Creek, for example, they have the characters' names. It's, so it's like Alexis and David and Moira and, you know, and maybe Stevie will throw in there too. But I would love to have like the people of East Hampton It's like T.R., Miguel, Michael, Barbara, Barbara and Barbara. And <laughs> just like see if anyone understands it. Put it on a tote bag. I'd buy that. Um, so maybe, maybe I have a good idea for merch here. So um, I guess I should get, get on that. Uh, So while I'm making those tote bags, I think that is, uh that's all I have for you. So thank you everyone for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram at goodvanillapod and you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com Let me know about that honeydew. I don't know if it was honeydew. Also, I made a group for the Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search the Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five star rating and review. Folks, I cannot thank you enough. I i think i got like five or six five-star reviews in the last week it's been very lovely thank you for taking time out of your day to just click that button um it warms my heart and and i gotta tell you especially after having been on the podcast i said it last week uh ben mandelker from Watcher Krappens, the the numbers are soaring i'm so glad that there are so many new listeners keep spreading the word um and welcome aboard if you're a new listener Also, if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can find me on my other two podcasts these days, The Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour, where I am covering the current All-Star 7. Wow, All-Star 7, it's crazy. Season of RuPaul's Drag Race with my good pal Amanda Kaczynski. And of course, my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Uh.